the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tap to Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about something very, very important that I think a lot of true patriots are feel fearful to openly discuss. And I've titled today's episode, Why the Second Amendment Should Come Before Law Enforcement. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I'm looking over at Clint, and as I said that, he never knows what we're going to talk about. But he's like nodding, like, check. <laughs> Like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. But it is so important because I was thinking about, I don't know if you've seen all of these, and Clint, you were gone in Tennessee um, for work when I was sharing with you all of these sort of flash mobs of thugs that are taking over cities like Chicago and Los Angeles, where they're going in and they are looting stores in mob fashion in ways that we haven't seen since the George Floyd riots. And I started to think about all of these poor business owners who have since come out and say that they have no choice but to close up shop because the city is doing nothing to help to protect them and to support them. And I started to think about how in my home, the Second Amendment will always come as my first 911 call. I can't imagine being home alone and, you know, let's set the scene for a second of how it it could play out, right? Something I do very often, the if-then situations rolling through my mind. And I'm home alone most of the time. And so let's say that there was an intruder, an armed intruder, and I was fearful of my life. I couldn't imagine my first form of defense being my cell phone. I couldn't imagine not having a constitutional right that allows me to protect myself in the event of somebody threatening my life. And I believe that the Second Amendment right should be something that puts us in a situation where we have an understanding that our safety should never be outsourced to law enforcement. And that might seem like like an oxymoron, I'm married to a police officer. However, I don't rely on law enforcement to be my first line of safety. I rely on my skills and that firearm that we keep close by at all times to be my first line of safety. And yet in situations where people are now fearful of executing on their Second Amendment right because of the possibility of them now becoming the perpetrators, like we have seen in so many situations, makes a lot of people fearful of that. However, I think that we need to do more to educate ourselves as it pertains to the fact that nothing else will matter when it comes to my life versus somebody else, period. You know, and really looking into that, it's, it's something like I'm always a firm believer in you personally are always your first line of defense. And, and we've put too much on law enforcement to come to be there to protect you every moment of the day. It's impossible. It's physically impossible to do that. On average, you have, there's one officer per 5,000 residents. Like if, if that, you know, and, and it's something that there's no way that, 
any police agency could combat that problem. There are ways of, of patrolling in a proactive manner and, and doing that, which leads down the line of how the government's implementing laws to prevent any of that proactivity. But that aside, law enforcement's there to, yes, keep you safe. But in the reality is, is say someone breaks into your house and you just call 911 and try hiding somewhere. There's, I mean, there's really nowhere that you can, unless you have like a safe room, that you would be able to hide until law enforcement responded. And it would take, and I'm just going to go off of a normal city, say you call 911, it's going to take a minute to get through, a minute to talk with the dispatcher, another two, three minutes to finalize and get officers dispatched and then have an officer arrive on scene. And so you're looking at from the time of where you first recognize someone's breaking into your house or, or coming after you, you're looking at an eight minute window just, and, and that's kind of an average thing, um, depending on the, the circumstances associated to it. And then also depending on where you live. So that's eight minutes that you're all by yourself with that intruder in your house. Eight minutes is a lifetime in those type of situations. They would already be gone and away by the time any officer were even even to get on scene. Yeah, and a lot of people, I think, have such a lack of education when it comes to their Second Amendment rights. And I'm saying that because when we have such a push for gun control it blows my mind when I hear people trying to argue the fact that guns are the problem, right? We, we can go on for days about how guns are at the very end of that list. And I think that we need to do a better job at providing resources which are out there in abundance to where American patriots understand and feel comfortable with not only maintaining their Second Amendment right, but understanding when it is deemed necessary and within the bounds of the law to be able to exhaust that right if ever one is faced with that situation. Yeah, and, and there needs to be education on it. I mean, we're, we're spending millions and millions of dollars on education of stuff that is just, I won't even say how... how asinine it is. Asinine it is, but... When it really comes down to it with the crime rates rising nationwide and, and worldwide and the amount of predators who are out there victimizing people, you need to educate yourself on how to protect yourself and how to protect that constitutional right. You know, as a law enforcement officer, as a military member, as and I don't know about eh, not firefighters, but as as a first responder in the law enforcement field or in the military, you take an oath to uphold the Constitution. And the Second Amendment is a key point within that Constitution, one that our forefathers wrote in. I mean, it's the Second Amendment. It wasn't the first, but it's the Second Amendment out of all of them that they've written. And we're trying to get rid of that by for so many people. And it's these people, these government officials who are sitting behind their huge property fences and have armed security with armed security. And they're the ones implementing this stuff and they don't have to worry about it. 
But you and I in the normal world, like it's a realistic problem that you're faced with and you have to be safe about it and smart about it. And I think education would be key. And I think with people as time goes on is you want to one, know how to safely operate a firearm. You want to know what your legal justifications are for utilizing that to protect yourself or your family. And you want to know how to combat any of these issues that you may face in your lifetime because it's a it's a high probability something will happen and it's knowing what you can and can't do. Yeah, and I'm thinking of those those individuals who are hiding behind the armed security. And there's no problem with that, right? There's a lot of people that could be uncomfortable with firearms. There are many other ways to help to pr- protect yourself. And I would highly advise that anybody who is not of sound sound reasoning or maybe doesn't feel comfortable around firearms to find alternatives to that. But this conversation also stems from a new article of a waiting list that has been put out on the first biometrical firearm, meaning that you would need to have your fingerprint in order to access the trigger on that firearm. And Clint, I told you this would be fun to have as a novelty item. However, anything that could be controlled is controllable. And I would never rely on something like this for my own personal safety. And so when we think of that aspect, it is very important for us to also understand that the people that ever have any type of any type of naysay as it pertains to battling against the Second Amendment rights typically have never been in a situation to where they have had to make that decision. They have never had a wake-up call, so to speak, to where they would feel it necessary to have something to protect themselves. And good riddance to you if you've never been in that situation. I, you know, I'm lucky to say I'm not an ugly person, There have been many times where I am approached by males in particular, people who I know could overpower me if they wanted to. And I can't imagine living my life being out there in the world. I I would actually feel like it would be a determent for me to give myself excuses as to why I shouldn't go to the market, why I shouldn't go get gas, why I shouldn't, you know, live my life like a normal human being if I didn't have a way to protect myself. It is incredibly important, especially if you are a female. And if you are so lucky as to never have had to dial 911 or to never know what it's like to have that fear for your life, then kudos to you. But there will probably come a time, especially with this increasing rate of violence that we have taking place in this nation. You know, we have the LAPD that right now is down a thousand officers. They're at 9,100 officers. They should be well over a thousand officers. And the mayor's idea is to, you know, we've talked about this in another episode, to decrease the standards for police entry in order to remedy that issue, which is a big, big no-no that's going to backfire on her. And so when you when you see people who are mismanaging situations like this that are in place to help to protect the integrity and the safety of the communities that we live in, it makes it all the more important to understand exactly why the Second Amendment needs to be your first line of defense. It needs to be your first 911 call, that that first check mark that goes on in your your framework, your your mental state of mind when you feel like your life is in danger. And it's something I think we should all talk about more. It's something I think that we should all consider. And um, 
It's something that's never going to go away as long as you are an American patriot and we keep fighting for these rights. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.